Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for jumping into today's episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso. I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. From news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. When even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how do we cut through the noise? Well, when our information overload leaves us frustrated, we wonder how do we sift through it all and how do we choose what governs our lives? And our leadership at Grace is very passionate about how we can pray through and process all of these things, which is why we have this resource to press into the day, today's topics. And literally, hi, Jeff. Hi, Joe. Today's topic. Yes. That is exactly <laughs> what happened. So we actually had an episode planned. Well, do it in the future. And then here we are kind of in the midst of some things that a lot of our country is paying attention to. Yeah. And because of that, a lot of people have questions, curiosities. Um, and if you haven't caught on to what we're talking about, because maybe you're listening to this into the future, today they're working through the process of confirming one of our uh, Supreme Court justices and kind of trying to figure that out as a country. And again, that's on everybody's mind right now. So Jeff, um, obviously Supreme Court justices are the end-all be-all answer to all problems for all time right? Like that's kind of where this is. Like I'm obviously speaking tongue in cheek, but where, where does that land? Is that, is that a reason to vote? How important is that? Like how, how does uh, the Supreme court justice influence how we think about all this? Yeah. And, and I, I know, you know, you're, you're joking a little bit about today's topic. So if you're listening to this in like February of 2021, (laughs) you're going to be like, what are those guys talking about? But that's that's the part of of what mixed messages the podcast is for, mm-hmm. is so we can kind of go to press with it. Yep. Uh, because I think I think there's a lot of things like this that are not. <clears throat> I actually say they're not worthy of the pulpit. Yeah. Right. So they're they're uh, important. They're on our minds. We want God's perspective. Uh, but to take a time of worship and talk about Supreme Court justices, I think is a is a big big overkill. Which is actually. Why I would want to talk about that today? Because we are um, we are a church that uh, not everybody would agree with about that. Yep, uh, there would be some that would say that man, we need to preach for kind of our Americanism, mm-hmm. uh, and the Supreme Court's a part of that. In fact, I, I remember in two thousand sixteen, it's probably two thousand fifteen, uh, when President Trump was running for office the first time. There was a very predominant pastor actually did a, a road show with a band, did concerts, and then he spoke. And he said the whole point of voting for President Trump was so that we that so that, that conservatives could get control of the of the Supreme Court. Well, I I guess politically speaking, that's true, mm-hmm. but it, there's a lot of people that would have been in that arena that are not conservatives. Right. <laughs> and then for the Church of Jesus Christ to be looking and saying you know the Supreme Court. If we don't win the Supreme Court, then then we're going to lose everything. It becomes a, a very complicated conversation. Mm-hmm. So you're watching this again, where the process is playing out. By the way, I'll go on the record. I think it's playing out legally, mm-hmm. right? So the 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 Constitution says the sitting president gets to appoint. Like that's the rules, right? And so those rules apply to both sides of the aisle and have over over the years. But it's this idea that if we could, that as a Christ follower, I would look and say, our country would be right and my life would be better if only we had the Supreme Court or the presidency or the Senate where we're looking at politics. 
and we're putting a, a spiritual weight onto something that really has a cultural weight mm-hmm. to it. And uh, I think, you know, you go back into <clears throat> the scriptures, you can even go back into some of our past episodes mm-hmm. and looking and saying, if, if Christ's fellowship, if, if being a Christian supersedes all time, all cultures, all political systems, um, do, how do we weigh our response in that, right? So th- this is, I think this is what kind of caught me a little bit. When Ruth Bader Ginsburg died mm-hmm. and opened up this uh, Supreme Court seat, a whole bunch of people in the name of Jesus cheered right. that, uh, that someone had died. Yeah. And, and I, I get it. She, she lived a long life. She you know, struggled with her health, and, and a lot of people didn't agree with her politically. I, I, I get that. But I'm like... Man, and by the way, the same thing happened when Scalia died, mm-hmm. who was a conservative justice. Like people cheered, mm-hmm. but I remember I, I remember watching like the news and reading things, and I'm like, this this dear lady has a family, mm-hmm. his grand, his children, his grandchildren. She lived a life. She has friends. By the way, her and her and Scalia were very very good friends, right. and and that was part of their legacy. But no, suddenly like nobody cared that somebody prominent in our country had died uh-huh. and we disagreed with her but all we know is it, like we she had integrity she did her job well she took it seriously like everything you would want in a public servant mm-hmm. she kind of gave but maybe not on your side of the aisle or maybe on your side of the aisle Scalia did the same thing uh-huh. he was just on the other side of the aisle and I thought man there there are there are people of God that are excited that she died and and the the movement went right to the agendas Mm -hmm. and i get it and i understand the magnitude of it because it flips the court Mm -hmm. and and if the court flips on a conservative side it probably does help with religious freedom issues and all those kind of things but it's back to this idea that we're putting our hope in a political system. And I think that kind of broke my heart a little yeah. bit. And I watched you know, uh, YouTube clips and, and other clips of, of pastors celebrating this. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I, I don't think the pulpit of Jesus Christ, where we're to be ambassadors and, and we're to be his messengers – it seems like it's shooting under the bar uh-huh. to go there, and then as a follower, to think that maybe everything will be okay now, right? And so you flip this over into the po- po- the political end of it, where the Democrats might stack the court if they win the Senate and this and that. And I'm like, for the Christ follower, I get like we disagree politically, or we think that stuff is right or wrong politically. But for me to have angst, for my tension to be high, for my uh, my jaw to be clenched, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what if you lived in Brazil uh-huh. or in Chad, Africa? I mean, are the are these things so close to the heart of God mm-hmm. that that's what is I'm pouring my passions into? When I'm not losing sleep over my loved ones who don't know Christ, I'm not losing sleep over injustice issues. I'm losing sleep over over political ones, and and 
<laughs> I get it. I, I know that I'll take heat for this position and all the rest. It, it just makes me call in the question where we put our faith and, uh, and where we put our passions and where we put our hope as North American Christians. Yeah, I think, Jeff, that when we put uh, task over people, mm-hmm. when we start to put our agenda ahead of the well-being and the soul of someone else, like – it does really feel like we're missing it. We're like you said. I like that we're undershooting the bar that Jesus has kind of put out in front of us. A friend of mine recently asked just a really good thinking through question, like how can we love others the way that Jesus loves people, or that the way that Jesus loved me? And it's just like it. It would seem if that was a decent question to ask. Nowhere in this cheering for or putting my agenda ahead of all else of life would fit into that type of category. Yeah. And so um, it gets, and I think that's where if, if we ever have an opinion that this gets ugly, that's one of the places where it starts to get ugly. We're not even valuing the people right in front of us. Yeah. And I get the political side of it. Like her death has a political consequence. I understand that. I'm saying as the people of God, I'm not even, I would, I would encourage the people of God to have political positions, right? I, I don't think that we're called to sit on the sideline and, and those kind of things. I think what we jump to and what thrills our heart and what we're excited about um, says something. When we're, If you think that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is the most evil person that's ever walked the face of the earth, well, then someone just lost their soul mm-hmm. in her death. If she's the greatest person that's ever walked the face of the earth, well, then there's a family mm-hmm. that lost somebody they loved and respected. And and I'm like, that I did not see the, an outpouring of compassion and grace. Now, I know it's there, and I don't want to lump everybody in. That's not fair. But, but it's a caution, even for me, mm-hmm. about where my heart and my mind went in a situation like this. Yeah. Now, Jeff, this is kind of leaning into kind of an almost overarching concept where we think about issues kind of spiritually and Mm -hmm. we think about issues politically. And a lot of times that seems to get very murky. Maybe it's our own convictions. Maybe it's what we've been taught. Maybe it's the messaging, like kind of the, the nature of this podcast, like all of these different things come in and voices are saying, well, this is a spiritual little, no, that's just a political issue or vice versa. Like, how how do we kind of navigate some of that? Like, what are some of the, the spiritual issues or the moral issues that God starts to get clear about that maybe are overly politicized today just to, you know, push for a political agenda or for votes? Yeah, I think there's things in the Scripture that are abundantly clear. Uh, issues of life are abundantly clear. So things like abortion, infanticide, uh, euthanasia, those kind of things where God values life. Um, and and life is given by God. Life is taken by God. That's a lot of the question with euthanasia, who has kind of the quote-unquote right to take a life, and I would say God does. There's also issues of, like, family, like what is a marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's issues of, of gender, right? Who, ha- who has the authority to decide my gender? Did God assign it, And which I think he did, and so we're literally born that way, and so we, we start asking the wrong questions. You also get into issues that um, that are incredibly complicated, like foreign policy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, how does God use one nation to bring about justice 
or bring justice upon another nation is a fascinating conversation. Um, is it okay if every time we don't like a guy, we nail him with a missile uh-huh. is, a, is another conversation. There's issues about poverty and the poor, and there's issues about uh, justice and societal injustice, police reform, all those kind of things. So those kind of things are going to be spoken to in the Scripture. Um, <clears throat> and, and when we spiritualize those things, um, we're not off the deep end. So like uh, racial justice kind of stuff. And, and what about the police and why do the police exist, all kind of things. Actually, the Scripture speaks to those things. And so we're bringing a spiritual truth to a social issue and as a Christ follower, I want the social answer to line up with spiritual truth, like as close as I can get it. Sure, right, kind of a thing. So, um, the 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 equal right amendments for like uh, African Americans and other minorities. Like, I want my government to support those things, equality for all people. I want that to mm-hmm. to live out. Um, I don't want my government to land at a place which is far off on those things. So, like, I don't want my government to fund and support abortion. I don't want my government to make up biological categories that don't exist. I don't want my government to infringe on my religious liberties. You know, I want to be able to worship in peace, those kind of things. So, the problem is, is that you're not going to – find a candidate that checks those boxes. He'd never get elected. And you're definitely not going to find a party. <laughs> right. And, and so this is where as a, as a thinking and a, a, a tender-hearted Christ follower, I, I'm going to go into the voting booth with a conscience. And I'm going to – I'm probably not going to vote a party ticket. <clears throat> um, I'm probably going to try to know those candidates. I'm going to do that work. And I'm going to vote for the things and the, the positions and the candidates that best align. But I'm not voting in a pastor, and I'm not affirming an elder. Right. I'm literally voting on a politician, right? I'm going to look at tax policies, and I'm going to look like um, if you tax me to you know do something that I don't appreciate, then I'm going to vote no on it. But – when you try to when you need to tax me for the MRDD board, I'm going to vote yes on that. I'm like I like that our government supports people with disabilities, and then I I have preferences. Like one of the things I love about our area, for instance, is I love our parks. Mm-hmm. So I always vote yes on that one. I'm the guy, yeah, right, <laughs> that does that because I like these are great and I enjoy them and I like kind of proud of them a little bit in our area. And Heidi and I like to do that kind of stuff. So it, I think. I think we politicize things like life, marriage, gender. They're not political issues. They're spiritual issues. That's why they don't have a political answer. That's why having the right vote on the Supreme Court isn't actually going to solve those issues. Right. Um, but, I, but I need to think those through. Now, I think we, we also um, poli- we spiritualize issues that are political. Uh-huh. And I, to me, I think the best example of this is, is the Second Amendment. Sure. Right? So gun rights. And I'm like, are you pro-Second Amendment? Are you against Second Amendment? I'm like, it's irrelevant as a Christ follower. I would say it's up to you. Right? So if you like to hunt and collect guns and shoot guns and carry guns, then that's a thing. That, that's a choice. If you don't, 
then that's a thing for you too. There's not a moral right, moral wrong. And what happens is we spiritualize it. So we'll say, well, isn't it morally right that a man would protect his family? Uh I'm like, well, yeah, but there's a lot of history where Jesus was around and gunpowder wasn't. Right. Right. Right? So, I mean, we got to think about these things. So I'm like, you're, you're taking something that you want and you're finding a verse to support it. Right. Instead of letting it be what it is, it's a choice. I feel that way about the parks, for mm-hmm. instance. Like, is it morally wrong or morally right? Well, God wants us to protect the environment. Yeah, there's a bazillion ways to do that. I do think we're stewards of the earth. I don't think it means always what you think it means. I just like the towpath. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, right. and I use it a lot. Yeah. And so I'm like, I don't mind pitching in yep. and, and paying for it. So as a Christ follower... It, it, in these issues, I'm not putting my hope uh-huh. in the issue. I'm not putting my hope in the president. I'm not putting my hope in the Supreme Court. I'm not putting the hope in the issues. I'm detached from it uh-huh. a little bit. So, so the, the question isn't, um, am I going to rebel if the Democrats stack the court like they said they're going to? The question is, how am I going to proclaim Christ in the middle of a culture that maybe is is more oppressive to me than I'm used to? Sure, yep. Makes sense? Absolutely. And so I, I think we just have to think that through. Mm-hmm. I, I do think every believer should vote. Uh, people would say, can you be a Christian and be a Republican? Can you be a Christian and be a Democrat? I'm like, well, sure you can. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you don't – what you can't be is a Christian and agree party line with everything. Right. That that means I guess you can be a Christian and do that, but it means you're not thinking, uh-huh. right? But if you're thinking and you draw a conclusion, or if you know a person, I voted for a Democrat for 20 years uh-huh. for county council. He was a friend of mine, and I knew him, and I knew his heart. Uh-huh. I and he's just out of politics now, but I'm like, yeah, I just I know I know what he's thinking. We talk about it, uh-huh. right? So I'm not going to punch one side or the other. I'm going to think it through. And then personally, um, if abortion stays the law of the land, I'm grieved. Uh-huh. And, and I also have to understand that my nation legally and with a popular vote supports infanticide. Uh-huh. And that is my country. Uh-huh. So I have to put myself in a position that way. If if I lose my right to bear arms, I'm like, well, all right. I, I mean, I may not want to, or maybe I don't care. But I'm like, eh, I'm like, yeah. You know, that, that's not a moral issue for me. That's a that's an opinion. Mm-hmm. So I'm real. I'm not going to strain a relationship with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to uh, give the authority of the pulpit over mm-hmm. to it. And I'm going to think it all through as I go in, because my hope is somewhere else. Yeah. I think if <clears throat> if you could sit down even at this table with Jesus himself, which in many ways is exactly what prayer is, but if you could do that and you said, Jesus, you know, what do you think about the nature of, um, you know, the, the fact that we lose all of these unborn children every year and what you think his response would be to that? And then flip, like you said, to your next example, like, Jesus, what do you think about whether or not I can have my guns? 
I think we all kind of realize that Jesus' response to those questions would have a different type of weight to them because we're talking to our Savior, our Lord, our, the God that we worship, yeah. and not just what is your religious political opinion. And my fear is that Christ followers are better known for their stance on the Second Amendment mm-hmm. and will be more fired up about that. And, and abortion is like, yeah, we don't like that either. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's there's a there's a separated passion mm-hmm. there, um, but but we are not people of this world, right? And so and so we design those things. And and the I think I think something that that is hard for me is because you can say many will say well i'm a proud american in fact kind of on the the conservative evangelical side is where more red white and blue is flown sometimes and i would say you need to be careful with that mm-hmm. because your country is one of the leading proponents of infanticide we are the leading exporter of pornography mm-hmm. uh, we have at times abused our power mm-hmm. Um, you need to be careful with that, you know, and, and where you're finding that strong identity. I'm just saying Christ first, uh-huh. and then everything else we're thinking through and we're participating and, uh, and doing that. But, but if, we, um, if we overturn Roe v. Wade, which I would love for us to do, that's like one of our many, many issues. Uh-huh. Not to mention the complications of how that would play out practically. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and so that's where so for every, hope can't be in it. For, and, and for every believer, I would be like, okay, th- are we going to adopt then? Mm-hmm. Like, let, let, we have to push these things through, right? And, and I don't think that we're called to be bystanders. I think we're called to be participants. Um, but I, I think... I don't know, man, you know, 15 hours a week of Rush or Sean or Mark or or uh, Ben Shapiro, and I bet you God doesn't get 15 minutes a day <laughs> or a week. And, and, and it's those adjustments that I think are really important. Yeah. This is uh, – I'll use the word fun um, because it feels – You're going to go with fun? Yeah, I'm going to go with fun. (laughs) Uh, The the whole concept, I think, of mixed messages uh, and why we do this podcast is in in some ways we just hit it. You explained it before you got into the topic, but there's all of this stuff coming at us. And if we're not careful, if we're not setting our eyes on Christ first – we're going to find ourselves playing ping pong somewhere in the middle of all of those flying messages and not knowing where we land or only landing because a paddle happened to hit us in one direction. And so um, my our encouragement uh, to everyone listening, to everyone watching, is that you would continue to seek Christ. Seek him. God says you will find him. Continue to put your hope and trust in him. And um, that's that's the light of the world. That's the hope of the world. That's that's the love that Christ has that has uh, redemption written all over it. 
So, uh, well, this has been a lot of fun, like I said. Um, so thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for being with us. Uh, if you have questions, uh, maybe they're even follow-up questions to the things that we chat about, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. And you can always connect with us outside of this as well. So follow us on social media, subscribe, send us direct messages. Let's be the church and have an opportunity to connect and have conversations, pray together. Of course, you can join us on the weekends here in person uh, or online, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks for jumping in with us as we continue to seek God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.